Hi, welcome to our podcast. Today we are going to be talking about the very dramatic final dinner, which was kind of a reunion with um, Married at First Sight. It's our last episode that's going to be solely about Married at First Sight because that's coming to an end. So we'll be rounding that up next week, but with something new as well. So Andrew, um, firstly, did you find, I found the episode to be really epic. It was almost like a, a little short movie. It was like it, 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 like a good song. It was. It's had the crescendo right at the end of the night. Um, yeah, a bit like we said last week, it seemed like everybody was falling by the wayside. And yeah, it was incredibly dramatic. And I think bringing in the couples that had already left was always going to ignite the touch paper, wasn't it? Especially, you know, with the likes of perhaps Jet Luke being... It was always controversial. So yeah, it was uh yeah, it was interesting, fiery, and a great watch to be fair. Yeah, I think it could have been a little bit boring if they'd have just had the you know how these shows they start to get a bit boring at the end when you've just got the final couples left and everybody's lovey dovey. But I thought it was a really good twist that everybody comes back and um so we've got all of the tensions between the couples that haven't made it. So let's yeah. start with um one of our well, she is. She's one of our favourites. We've been on a roller coaster ride with her, but Ella. So Ella and JJ, they had sadly decided that romantically it wasn't going to work for them. And yet they were so sweet together and they had such a chemistry at this final dinner and, and such a kind of a care and respect for each other. I thought it was after all that we've seen Ella go through and some of the ways we've seen her act out, it was one of the most mature breakups I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah it was. And I think, I think between them, they kind of figured out that actually the sexual chemistry, that side of the relationship wasn't going to develop. And maybe it will in the future, who knows? I think the friendship will continue, but it does show that actually, you know, Deep connections doesn't always necessarily lead to the person who you're going to be with, and you know they've got a, they've got a strong friendship based on fact. I don't think either's done anything to each other behind the back to hurt each other. I know that Ella at times has been quite aggressive um, when having a drink, but she's identified that and realizes that, and that's very much a confidence thing. But yeah, I thought there was a real chemistry, as you said. They were talking, laughing, joking together, and with that pressure removed from what perhaps should be expected their friendships just blossomed and it's in a really different different place perhaps not where they both wanted it to go but I do think they've probably got friendship for life now yeah and Ella seemed so accepting of herself as well which was lovely wasn't it it was so nice to see she was happy in her own skin she had confidence she stood up and did a toast yeah. she was I think the best version of herself because within this relationship slash friendship now. Um, she was really, really showing so much integrity and care. And um, to herself, you know, she seemed to be completely glowing. I have to say... Yeah, I agree. I think we've seen it. I have to Go say, on, I, found, <laughs> I found Bianca a little bit yeah. annoying. I was very much a fan of Bianca in terms of the way that she handled things Um you know, during the the messy situation with Ella and JJ talking behind their partner's backs. And I thought she handled that so well. She was so strong. She was very dignified. But to still be harping on about it now, I don't know, maybe I'm just being a little bit um, 
maybe I, I should be showing more kind of yeah. compassion and, and patience here, but I thought, okay, let's be real. You actually only knew each other for a couple of weeks. And yes, it was so disappointing that he behaved the way he behaved, but you don't really know each other. You know, you've come back. It hasn't worked out for them, which must be slightly satisfying for her. Um, He's trying to apologize. I think he did the best he could with the tools he had in terms of trying to deal with a very overwhelming scenario on TV. And um, she was still just playing the same record. What did you think? Agree completely. JJ apologized. Ella apologized. They've known each other two weeks, and I know she. Well, my husband. You have to remember, this is a process. It's an experiment. You know, none of these marriages are legally binding. It is just no. a show. Oh, none of them I are legally work. binding. I didn't realize that. Well, no, no I'm, I, I don't. I might be wrong, but I don't think they're legally binding all the way through. I think you've got that get out of jail. But I think with the when you look at perhaps. Shona and Brad, and compared the two, I think JJ did act with integrity. Don't get me wrong. He could have gone about things in a different way, as opposed to just meeting Ella on the iron bits. But he didn't have sex. He didn't tell her that he loved her. He didn't give a fake false hope. If anything, he was getting more and more reserved because he wanted to protect her. So to a degree, he was damned if he did and if he didn't. Whereas you look at Brad and he was... You know, telling the world you're after uh, showing her you loved her after a week, and that's far more damaging to somebody to then change it, change, change it. And I, I know we'll talk about that later, but I think JJ and Ella did exactly what they could do, but she almost became where people were thinking, I don't want to hear this anymore. Mm. They, they'd kind of got over it, and she just wanted that one final, one final go at them both. But it was time to move on, and if anything, I just think. She looked a little bit immature yesterday. Whiny. It was whiny. And I don't blame her, but it's just good to watch things like that and think, no, I don't ever want to be that person. If I find myself in that kind of scenario, I I do want to kind of take the high road and I don't want to be whiny about anything. No, she actually looked really strong. You know, she'd given it, she'd approached Mm. it, she said exactly what she wanted to. And she left there with her head held high. And unfortunately, coming back in the way she did, interesting income, because I think he'd said his piece and thought, I'm not going back. Perhaps that should have been her process if she was going to come back in exactly the same thing, because we know a day in a day in maths changes everything, let alone the amount of time that's passed since she left. So yeah. to go back there, somebody was a bit bored of it and weren't yeah. really interested. We're over it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And even though I find JJ a bit of a wet blanket I have to say he's consistently very sweet and caring and and under the radar with Ella and I think he was trying to be as kind as he could be to Bianca um so yeah I I feel slightly differently about him I I think just let's just leave him alone now (laughs) um yeah talking of leaving people alone Erica and Jordan I mean, I felt like Jordan had an army coming at him. Um, We'll explain why. So there'd been a boys' night out, and apparently a girl had tried to kiss Jordan. Um, He had apparently backed off. But either, according to him, before this happened, the girls were snuggled into a taxi with the boys, and, you know, just the kind of thing a girlfriend does not, well, wife, actually, correct myself there, does not want to see. You know, you don't want to see your partner snuggled up with a 
girl in the back of a taxi and you certainly don't want to hear rumours of anyone trying to kiss them. However, um, Erica just annihilated him and continued to do so in front of everyone else, even when you could see his stress levels were going through the roof. And Luke, who's just waiting to get even with him, was very sneakily showing photos around and almost rubbing his hands with glee that this was going to be Jordan's downfall. I mean, do you feel Jordan was to blame for all of this or was it a bit too harsh? I think, I think yeah, he, he can look back and learn. I think it was incredibly harsh. I think I think Luke thought he'd won the jackpot, having, having that bit of information. And I think what we're seeing is a reaction to Jordan's behaviour as a group in the fact that he's quick to criticise, he's quick to have a very strong standing on what's right and what's wrong in a relationship, respecting a woman, how you should be. And all his standpoints, I agree with completely. You know, the way he puts them across could be different, but nevertheless, I, I do I do think he's very, he's got a lot of integrity, certainly what he's saying. So as soon as he, as soon as the rest of the group got wind that he was, yes, apparently a girl tried to kiss him, and he even went, and um, told Erica what had happened, but he just missed, missed a couple of details out. And had he not done that, that's his learning curve. Transparency, honesty, openness. And if your partner knows that you are always honest and transparent, then when they get that information, they believe it without question, without doubt. No matter what anybody else throws at that relationship, they will have a solid defence and yeah, they'll be unified to, to fight it. The problem was it wasn't, and we've seen before that Jordan quickly gets defensive and talks about his feelings overriding somebody else's, and that's Erica's biggest patient. Um, I did feel sorry for him. I think there's a point where Erica plays to the crowd. If she feels she's got the backing of the group, she keeps going and keeps going, and that's where Jordan gets really frustrated. And it, you could clearly see his, his level of anxiety had gone to a point where that communication from that point on was never going to settle. It needed to come away from the group and have a private conversation. And I dare say the one person who walks away and lies down in his bed happy as Larry will be Luke, um, thinking job well done. Uh, and perhaps a few of the other the other the other the other lads in there as well. Because they all openly said nothing happened. But you sow enough you sow enough doubt and I think Erica's words were no smoke without fire. Well on this occasion I think there was certainly no fire. You know, Jordan was in the back of a cab. They were all in the back of the cab and that one picture showed him, you know, you don't want to see that. He shouldn't have put himself in that position. You know, if somebody is, is that intoxicated, yeah, be a gent, you know, make sure you're looking after somebody so that they're not in a full position. And what that means is get the front, pop them in a the cab, make sure they get home, but don't put yourself in a position that can compromise you. And that's essentially what he did. So, yeah, felt sorry for Jordan, but I'm sure he'll learn from it and make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, and it's all about um, when we take this kind of concept of ownership a bit too far, isn't it? Because Erica really felt that she now had the right to be absolutely awful to him because she was so upset and she was triggered because she's been cheated on before. But, you know, do we have the right to treat somebody like that? Um, they haven't actually done anything wrong their behavior is triggering we're seeing things we don't want to see however they did know the difference between right or wrong so you know is it right to kind of hold someone to such a high standard I mean I'm presuming he didn't give that detail 
because he felt that um, he, sorry, my doorbell's going. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. <laughs> my doorbell's going and it's probably the wrong door. Um, I think he didn't give that detail because he just didn't want that explosive scene. But unfortunately, he got that explosive scene by not giving the detail. So there's lessons learned on both sides, isn't there? You know, how far do you take it? when you're cross with somebody, but really it's about your own ego. And yeah, I think very oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I'm going to have to pause that. Yeah. Well, that's so annoying. Hold on. No worries. We've got to stop now. Could you just take him up with you, please? Okay, we'll start with Erica and Jordan again. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, and then I can just do a little cut and it won't really show. No, that's cool. I'll let you, so, you, you find yeah. it again. I'll, I'll bounce off you. Yeah. So, where were we? That just threw me off there. So, we said, um, right. Hold on. Can you please stay? I just need to finish this. What is it? Oh, we just have to give it a minute. Sorry, this delivery driver at the door. That's all right. Um, yeah, so we'll go from, we've we've done Ella and JJ. I'll find a, a place to stop that, and we'll go into Erica and uh, Jordan. Tommy loves to order from Amazon. Yeah. I think that's what this is. <laughs> but we've Amazon always been really lucky so far with this. No doorbells and no dog. Yeah, that's um, but I, I don't want to start until he's gone up the stair. I mean, I'll just let him get in the door and then we'll start. Yeah. Um. Anything? Yeah. Else? Here he comes. Here he comes. Okay. So. Cool. We'll start with Erica and Jordan again. Oh, okay. Back in the zone. <laughs> so. Let's move on to Erica and Jordan. And I don't know how you felt, but I felt that Jordan was completely annihilated by Erica, wasn't supported by the rest of the group. And many of them, particularly Luke, were just rubbing their hands with glee that he'd found himself in trouble. And we'll quickly explain why. So there was a boys' night out. A girl tried to kiss him, apparently. He backed off nothing really happened but there were also pictures which Luke was delighted to have on his phone of um Jordan being snuggled up to this girl somehow somewhat in the back of a taxi and all hell broke loose it really triggered um Erica because she's been cheated on before which there does seem to be a pandemic of cheating going on if I may say <laughs> but um Jordan just couldn't, the, we know how anxious he gets. He was being attacked from all sides. Nobody seemed to go to him to comfort him. And I just found it quite disturbing to watch. How did you feel? Yeah, I, I did feel, I felt I felt sorry for, for Jordan. I think the group basically were waiting for this opportunity to, to get one on Jordan because he's been very vocal in his opinions about other members of the team, other, other people's, moral standing and grounding we saw that that was a massive part that led to Luke being moved from the show so you know Luke must have thought he'd won the jackpot at that point thinking right I'm going to get I'm going to get one over on you and he was 
This is quite a sneaky idea. I'm not a big fan of Luke, if I'm completely honest. I think he's quite underhand. Um, he's very quick to be aggressive, but as we saw last night, very quick to play the victim when actually Jay and their relationship is the victim of, of what's transpired. But yeah, I just think Jordan will learn because if he told the whole truth, he'd been and told Erica 90% of the truth of what had happened. But if he just said, well, she did try and kiss her, I said no. But as a decent bloke, I wanted to make sure that she wasn't wandering the street in that state, leaving her vulnerable. So I wanted to make sure she got home. I was in the car with the boys. The boys have all turned around and said that nothing happened. So that should be enough for you. You know, I made sure that I wasn't in a position on my own, isolated. But I wanted to do the thing so that she was okay. Eric would have handled it differently, but obviously Eric just went. And as soon as the rest of the group, which we saw a couple of dinner parties back, she seems to really bounce off the rest of the group being on her side. And if she feels justified in what she's saying, she takes it too far at a time. Be justified and take it away and discuss it privately. Because once... You know, Jordan got to that state of anxiety where he just literally couldn't cope. Comfortable watching at that point, um, he then sort of became the became the victim and started getting the sympathy. And I don't think Erica finished that that whole conversation in a good light by the end of it. So Jordan will learn. I think Erica will learn. But yeah, I did feel sorry for Jordan. Yeah, and I also think that. If you're genuinely in love with someone and you see them really struggling, you can be livid with them, but you should know when to stop. Um, you can still be angry with them without necessarily continuing to annihilate them, especially publicly. Um, it would have been better probably if she really couldn't contain herself at all to say, let's leave and let's talk about this privately. But like you say, she had the floor by that point, didn't she? And I do understand um, if she's been cheated on many times before, it's very triggering. She feels like she's got something special and she's seeing some other girl, you know, moving in on that. And whether or not he did anything, it's affecting her. But as we've said before, that's about ownership. That's about ego. That's not really seeing the situation rationally, which you do have to try and do. Just because yeah. someone's your romantic partner doesn't give you this um, right to scream and shout at them whenever you feel like it does it so it is it's abuse i mean it got to the point where it was no longer an argument and it was humiliation yeah and you know he, he actually sat there and said look i do understand and i accept your point of view so he'd, he'd heard her he'd listened she wouldn't listen though would she but that wasn't enough and you know once somebody said it and you've accepted it and said look yeah i accept it but the boys have said nothing happened and you keep going back Jordan had nothing else to say, you know, apart from wearing sackcloth and ashes and deciding to walk around with a bell, you know, saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a leper and what I've done. There's nothing else could do. So sometimes listen and their problem as a, as a, as a couple is at times they don't listen to each other and they bounce it back to their own point of view. Well, this is what you're not doing for me. You know, and Jordan will say, well, you're not supporting me as opposed to, again, looking at what each other's need. And in that moment, as soon as Jordan got to that point, Erica should have shut the group down and said, listen, I'm not happy, but this conversation I'll deal with moving forward on her own and just sort of isolated it away. And then, then they could have moved on. But yeah, it, 
it'll be a tough conversation, but they are quite a fiery couple, and we've seen this before from them. So you know, I think I think they may they may bounce back, they may not. We'll wait. Yeah, you you talked about um, Luke, so let's just jump to that one because obviously you've just been chatting about him and he has just shown himself to be so different to the person we originally thought he was because we originally yeah. thought, you know, what a wonderful partner for Jay. They're clicking. They're so respectful of each other. They're so interested in each other. They're so kind and caring. And I think she, you know, she has remained that person throughout. She's always had this sense of justice. She's tried to stand up for people when she really feels she needs to, regardless of whether they're a friend of hers or not. She tries to see, you know, what's the right thing to do, who's right in the scenario. And um, they come back and it's all over. And and Luke keeps telling her, I can't give you what you want. As you say, playing the victim. And she's saying, well, what do I want? You know, clearly she just wants him. And she's trying to be still strong. She's trying to still be understanding and protective towards Luke to a degree. And um, it's he's just done with it, but he's going to make sure it seems as though it's because he was failing her and so some it's kind of her fault there's there's there are, are, you know what i felt i felt there was a bit of gaslighting going on and i think the reason the reason for that is luke actively turned around one of the biggest things that they fell out with was him saying well you're not assertive enough you're a walkover i don't want you to be a walkover yeah if you could rob a bank all the things he said which uh, i suppose led to without saying, oh, I could cheat and you wouldn't say anything. So I think Jay is quite laid back and she was comfortable, but then she's almost felt forced to have an opinion. So I think when she's saying to him, well, you've not rang me. Why can't you ring me? She's almost trying to be what he wants her to be. And it's turned that on its head and so that's the reason it's over. It's kind of, so it's, it's manipulated the situation to make Jay become a little bit more needy than she actually was. She wasn't, she was great. She was a very rounded confident person in her own right i mean let's be honest the, the challenges she'd have faced throughout her life which we heard far outweigh what jay or anybody else can do to her yeah. she she found herself and she was strong within herself and broke that down in a way that i really didn't like and the fact that he was saying do this and then she does it and then say oh well i don't like that i'm going to finish it so that he could be the victim i just thought it was, I, I just thought there was a fair bit of manipulation in that I really felt felt for Jay. She's a beautiful human being. Um, deserves so much more than Luke. Um, I think he's aggressive. He's got a quick. He's quick to fly off the handle. I think he's judgmental. He likes causing problems. To be fair, by the end of it, there wasn't that much that I could think I liked about him as a person. No, no, there's nothing I like about him as a person, and I hope that no. she. Um, I hope she moves on because she's clearly in love with him. Um, yeah. But it, it was a kind of a similar situation in terms of confusion about why they'd broken up, even between the couple, with Adrienne and Matt. Because she was yeah. saying a similar, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure she was playing the Luke role exactly, but she was saying, um, you know, we're finishing because sometimes I'll text you and you won't message back till five o'clock. I don't know whether you picked anything else out, but that, that was her main complaint that I could see that perhaps the attention um, and the respect she felt wasn't there. Um, but he's come in, they're both really angry with each other. He's come in 
really angry, you know, very different from the mild mannered, passive, gentle giant and saying, why is this over? Tell me why this is over. And she's kind of saying, not a lot, really. <laughs> I know I quite like, you know what? Matt has been, as you said, that gentle giant who pops in, who's always trying to support her, who's trying to stay level, has always told her how much he adores her. And I think he was right that he came back with the questions and he did call out the fact that he thought what was being said was a, was a load of rubbish because on the back of saying that she was falling in love with him, that there was this connection moving forward, to turn around and say, well, it's over because you didn't text me last night. I mean, that, that come on, if you're yeah. dealing those feelings, you don't, so that's a very minor thing that is very fixed to turn around and say to somebody, look, with a distance, it'd be really important to me. I want to see you first thing in the morning. And before I go to sleep, it's the last thing I want to see. So let's make that happen. That's simple. It's a 30 second conversation and what happened. So to base a breakdown on that, I just think Adrian saw, I'll play along with it till the end. And then I'm just going to end it because this isn't for me. I can't see any other reason why you go from where they were to where they are now, unless there was maybe a little bit of gamesmanship in there. And again, people want to be on the show as long as possible because it gives them maximum exposure into the into the wider world. So I felt sorry for Matt because I couldn't see he'd done anything wrong. He'd, he'd tried to change in every single way he could. She was happy with how it was going. He'd accepted the fact that she they weren't perhaps going to have children, but his focus, yeah, I can understand Adrian would have that in the back of the mind thinking, well, is that going to change? That would have been a better reason to say, well, look, I don't think this relationship, it's not fair on you, it's not fair on me, the pressure I feel and the pressure you're going to feel. But to say that it's down to the fact you didn't text her of an evening, it seems a bit weak. Yeah, but, you know, there's a really weird culture of people having this kind of expectation and entitlement about how many texts they'll get a day and how quickly people will reply. And I just I just can't buy into that at all. I mean, if I have some focus work to do or if I want to exercise or if I want to walk the dog, I don't really want to be thinking I have to be looking at my phone all the time. I don't think it's good for human concentration, imagination, connection or anything else. Um, so if I was in a scenario where somebody gets really cross, if I haven't messaged back within a certain amount of time, um, expects me to have my phone on me and, and looking out for them at all times, I'd find that, you know, really anxiety inducing, I think, but I hear it so many times, you know, I text, sent a text message, he didn't reply or she didn't reply. And, you know, I sent another one and then that was it. It's over. Um, I do realize you, you want you want to reply if you message somebody, but you can't, we can't expect each other to all be linked up all the time, just waiting to reply to each other, can we? It's a problem with mobile phones and, you know, the world we live in now where everything is instantaneous and people's expectation of instant, instant gratification in whatever arena is massive. And, you know, not allowing people to face and always being there to think, right, well, I can see that they've read it. What's happening? Why do they reply? What's oh, going on? Oh, yeah, that obsession yeah. with they've read it, but they haven't replied. Except that <laughs> people have lives and yeah. the, the social interaction is part of life, but it's not the entirety of life. And I think the people who expect it instant, maybe perhaps need to refocus on the life and think, well, 
for me to be this upset about and have this much time spent, maybe I need to just step away from this a little bit. And like you said, exercise, turn the phone off, go for a walk, turn your phone off, have periods in the day where your phone isn't accessible because that will give you a more realistic um, viewpoint of other people's response time because it does become damaging when you're instantly it's yeah it's a problem yeah but it's a I mean it's obviously not really why she finished with him I think she finished with him because she just hadn't fallen for him and she really tried on the homestays and it was probably a novelty you know being out in the real world with um you know this guy that adored her and um yeah I just don't think the feelings were really there so it's like okay well how do I get out of this now um I can that here is a list of things I don't like yeah with your coaching you know sometimes it's it's a case of just be honest you know you can't in trying to give somebody the blame that's damaging if you just try and say look you know as kind as you are as much as we get on this isn't the relationship that I'm going to move forward with. And, you know, that's, it's rough to tell you that because I don't, I don't want to waste your time and make you emotionally invest beyond where you are. But, you know, and it's not a case of it's me, it's you, you know, it's just, it's not there. Reality. So let's just, it's reality. But when you try and blame somebody for it, again, you end up looking a little bit petulant in, if you're going to turn around and say that. And, you know, to, you go into your next relationship and people think, oh, well, I saw you on telly and you expect me to message every single time you message yeah. me. I'll, you know, there's a there's a few flags that will go up there. But, uh, you know, again, I don't believe like yourself that that was a reason. I just don't, I just think she didn't like him in the way that he liked her. And that's fine. doesn't matter. Yeah. But just be honest. Yeah. And if you love somebody, you can forgive them an awful lot. If you don't and you're not feeling it, they're going to irritate the hell out of you, you know? So I think that was the yeah. that was the scenario there. Yeah. So Roz and Thomas. Now, yes. what a complicated journey. Obviously, we were very upset for them last week. They broke up. It was devastating. Um, Roz was being very honest. Thomas was being very honest. Um a lot of sadness. Well, I think they both came back. Roz looked so beautiful. I mean, she was like this beautiful little ballerina fairy. She was so just just glowing. Yeah. Beautiful glow. Yeah. Um Thomas was full of confidence. He was looking good as well. He didn't he didn't do these things that we've seen the other couples doing. There were no accusations, there was no feeling sorry for himself, there was no blaming um Roz for you know putting him through some kind of terrible turmoil he was just you were honest you didn't do anything wrong it's fine he had this real energy about him that he was just going to move on and embrace life and I thought that Roz found this absolutely a complete turn on and couldn't stop (laughs) just couldn't stop looking at him and they just seemed so sweet together again well Thomas's journey from beginning he was unconfident he had no he had no he didn't love himself. He felt he wasn't worthy. The person we saw last night was confident, not arrogant. Huge difference, but confident, not arrogant. Understanding. There was no blame culture involved. There was no self-pity. There was no asking people to pity him. He was defensive of her as well. Honest as well, to the point where he said, well, my mum, I've built that bridge, but I want you to know I defended you because you've done nothing wrong. So no lies, nothing hidden. And... It obviously been um it, it'd been taking up a bit of Matt's time because he was he was a bit off once he'd been down that gym a bit and worked out. And I think Ros was like, Well done. 
And you know, like, walls, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they were gravitating, and almost all of a sudden, from Ros being the one who was controlling the, where that relationship went and whether it proceeded all the way through the experiment, all of a sudden the tables were turned. And it was more that Thomas was in control. It was him saying, "Look, no, you've done nothing. But I'm just fine. I know I haven't replied to your messages." That's only because I didn't want you to feel pressured to be staying in touch because you'd made your decision. I was respecting what you'd said. And and actually, I was taking control of my own life. And then all of a sudden, Ros is thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure I like this. I don't, I don't like me not being part of part of your future. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens there because I still think there's a bit more of the story to tell. Yes, yeah, I think so. I mean, the only problem would be I got the feeling that maybe Thomas has had some female attention while he's been out because he had yeah. that kind of, you know, he's really standing up straight now. I'm like, it's fine, Roz, it's fine, you know, I think. Yes. And um, whether he would take the risk again that, you know, perhaps six months down the line, Roz is going to tell him she's just been completely turned off by him again. I'm not sure. Um, but it was nice to see, again, a couple that weren't blaming each other, were being very kind, and just having a great laugh together, weren't they? Like Ella and JJ, they seemed, both of those two couples, even though they're not together, were in their little bubbles. Regardless of what else was going on, they seemed to be having a really nice time. They're very good at isolating their feelings to just themselves. Mm. And in, in, in their couple, in their coupling, as opposed to sort of expanding it into the wider group. And even though they're not together, they were protecting each other. And that was fundamentally the difference what we saw last night across the other groups because everybody else just wants everybody else's opinion. And you know what? You're not dating anybody else. You're not seeing anybody else. Just focus on what's important to you. And that's what both Ros and Thomas and Ella and JJ did. And that's why we saw them, you know, in such a harmonious place, even though perhaps not together in a in a, in a relationship. Yeah. And maybe given time, because in real life, you know, some relationships do take time. It was a very... Um, unreal scenario to be thrown into wasn't it so given time maybe those couples will turn things around we will see so we're just about to run out of time so let's say goodbye before we do um just very quickly before we go shona and brad shona said she'd been the victim of love bombing do you agree absolutely brad i don't like brad at all i think he's you know to turn around and say i love you oh, i'm sorry i lost you that's taking advantage of somebody emotionally in order to 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 yeah. get to a second indulge in the last <laughs> yeah I didn't like I didn't I didn't I, I, to be honest we spoke about bad don't like him yeah definitely love bombing Shona run for the hills stay away yeah and but she seems strong confident look great so good for her okay yeah. well we will catch up next week and um, we'll see how this all ended and um, we'll also have a new show to discuss so we'll be revealing that very soon okay, okay. all right have okay. a great week see you soon. You Bye. Bye. Okay, so I'm going to stop recording. Yeah. And then I'm going to give you a quick call. Yeah. And then cool. I'll just um, edit that. I'll just do a little tiny cut, which we shouldn't even really notice. No, that's fine.